Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. Oh, we got a big show for you today. You're going to want to stay in for the whole thing. We got lots to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to start out where I've been for quite some time here. Uh, poison in the food supply. That's what's happening, folks. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk, you know, since I brought this out about uh, transmissible vaccines and mRNA and the food supply and all these sorts of things. And it's interesting for me as an attorney, you know, I always look at how these guys deal with these things. What is their response? What do they do to try and uh, obfuscate or to ignore or to pretend? Yeah, because there's always a response, right? Uh, when I fight this stuff, yeah, if you fight in court, you got a defense that you fight with, or, you know, if you're a defendant, you, you've got a plaintiff to fight with. So you got an opposition. And in the court of public opinion, it's no different, right? Uh, I'm putting out truth, and the bad guys that are trying to poison us all, they don't want truth out there. So when I put it out, they fight. And it's always fun for me to watch their response. And one of the things that's most interesting to me is you've got to understand uh, the number one most important rule that the other side has is never talk about wrens, right? I am the most censored guy on the planet because every time they talk about me, I win. They've done every hit piece on me they can do. I don't care. They've called me every name. They've wrote everything. I don't care. I don't care what they do. They've been put, they've, uh, put up, you know, bad pieces. Google pearls some front and center. Everybody tries to push it down my throat. I don't care, folks. I'm still going to keep pushing the truth. So when they do that, all it does is build my following, and I'm grateful for it, right? So go ahead. Write some more hit pieces on me. I don't care. Tell me how stupid I am. Tell me I'm making money off of it. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, so when I look at their responses to different things, man, it's tough. Well, now, thanks to Musk letting us have a little bit more room on Twitter. Now, it's interesting also on Twitter, and I'll get to that in a second, but you got this tug of war between Musk and the, the government enforcers that are trying to mute me. But uh, when you look at Twitter, you look and see what's going on, you can see that, well, hey, uh, this, uh, this, stuff is, this stuff is legit. It's real. It's, it's, uh, it's resonating with people. I got a huge amount of cover reach. Uh, you know, I'm censored there too. I'm shadow banned all over the place. I mean, you know, I had a, I tweet my tweet. I put a tweet out yesterday with the video of the Cattlemen Association lobbyist. And that tweet in one day had over a million views and not a single hashtag on it trended. I was at over a hundred thousand views an hour for an entire day and not a single hashtag in that tweet trended. Think about that. Not one. Okay, so, you know, I mean, listen, am I shadow banned? Yeah, whatever, though. Whatever. We're still getting the word out. So they're now faced with this issue that, you know, we're getting the word out. We're viral. We're making our name. You know, people are following. They're hearing. They're hearing the truth for the first time. And so what do they do? You know, if they write a hit piece on me, only more people are going to listen. That's great. I win. And if they don't write a hit piece on me, well, how do they counter it? So it's really been a tricky thing. So they try and write responses to what I'm saying without ever mentioning me. They can't cite what I'm saying or it drives traffic. So it's really funny to watch. I'm getting a huge, you see me smiling. For, I, I'm getting a huge boot out of this because the bad guys are squirming so bad about the fact that we're telling you the truth. 
I mean, that's it. They're upset because you guys are hearing the truth and there's nothing they can do about it. You know, they've tried to silence me. They've tried to do everything you can do. Uh, unless they can convince Musk and True Social to ban me from social media and uh, convince Malcolm to get me off of the air on the America Out Loud network every night at 6 p.m. You know, hopefully you're listening right now. If not, maybe you're hearing this on podcast or on a rent ramp. But uh, it, there's nothing they can do, right? So we just keep growing and getting the word out. And it's wonderful uh, because we're saving lives and helping people. But they can't deal with this. They don't have a good response. So anyways, I've gotten a huge boot out of this because I've brought out all this truth about this. And we know, for example, we know, we know that transmissible mRNA vaccines are a reality. They can be done. They can be created. They can be made. Uh, I did a, I had the opportunity to do an interview with Dr. Peter McCullough and Malcolm here. Uh, hopefully you guys are listening to uh, Pulse and the Out Loud Network here. And, uh, Great interview. And McCullough said exactly what you'd expect him to say. You know, yeah, there's a risk. And McCullough's calling for a moratorium on this. There should be no mRNA injections into, into animals. And we also don't want to let them call it something else, right? You don't need gene therapies in animals. Our food supply has been fine for thousands of years. You want to give us a vaccine, give it to us in the arm. Don't try and hide it in our food. There's no reason to do that. But anyways, there, there's just an absolute fuss storm over this. So we look at this and we look at, for example, uh, what's going on with this. And one of the big things they've done is they've taken what they viewed as their strongest suit to respond to me. And that's the cattlemen. They said, well, there's no licensed mRNA vaccines for cows in the United States, except for their lobbyist said that he's already giving it to their cows. So who's telling the truth? The National Association or the lobbyist who is testifying uh, before a state body? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What I do know is that it's possible. It's very feasible. We do know that Sequevity is an mRNA platform that's being used for pigs, um, created by Merck. So, so you know, I mean, should we assume that there's no mRNA for, for cows? We should just, you know, take that for granted? No, I'm, I'm not quite comfortable with that. I'm also not comfortable trusting the FDA to tell us it's safe. How do I know? The FDA is the same one that told me that the, the vaccines are safe and effective. I mean, hell, I, the COVID vaccines have killed more people I know what to do with. I'm not taking their word for anything. Oh, just as importantly, you know, I've published and I've promoted this study out of China where China's talking about how they can put transmissible mRNA in cow milk. Well, without country of origin labeling... How do I know where it's coming from? Uh, how do I know I'm not getting Chinese milk or Chinese cow or Chinese vegetables or Chinese whatever? By the way, we've confirmed mRNA uh, in veggies as a possibility. I'm not sure which ones. We haven't got all that figured out yet, but I'm going to be playing some stuff on that coming up. This is a reality. This is something that's happening, and it's, it's something that people are concerned about, and rightly so. This could result in death or illness or a lot of problems. So we need to know, and we have the right to know. Well, we got House Bill 1169 in Missouri that just does that, tells you what's in there. If there's something in there that's a gene therapy, we should know. Well, there's been huge opposition. They didn't have a way to do it, and they didn't want to call me out by name because if they talk to me specifically, then people follow me and more people hear about me. And so 
they've been really struggling with this, especially how, with the, the virility of what, what's occurred. And uh, I, I get a huge boot out of it, folks. I do. I love seeing these monsters squirm. But it's a critical thing for them because that's the plan, right? They want to move the vaccines into the food supply. Bill Gates told us. And by the way, Bill Gates factory meats, to me, are the single biggest risk there is. And yet they're going to put those into our restaurants in the next couple months, according to Gateway Pundit. Do you trust that? I, ho- I hope everybody's asking McDonald's, hey, is your food factory meat or is it actual chicken? You know, are you, uh, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? How are you going to know if McDonald's starts putting mRNA in their chickens? Or if they don't even use chicken, if they just move to Bill Gates' uh, factory-made chicken? How are you going to know? The answer is you aren't. It's designed to taste like chicken. It's designed to look and feel like chicken. You aren't going to know the difference. You're just going to eat it, think it's chicken, and what you're actually getting is a Bill Gates sandwich, which is really pretty gross if you think about it. Everything Bill Gates is gross, right down to his man boobs. Anyways, I should be better than that, folks. I know, I know, I know. All right. But the opposition to this has really tried to focus us on whether or not uh, there's a transmissible mRNA vaccine available through beef. And it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Is there? Well, probably. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's being studied. You know, we've heard numerous lobbyists that have told us off record, yeah, they're going to have this anytime now. But, you know, they can't, obviously we can't name them. They'd lose their job immediately. And if I got one or two good lobbyists in this country that will actually tell me the truth, I'm sure it's hell not going to burn them. We talk about valuable intel sources. But uh, this is what's going on. It's happening. It's going to happen. This is where they're going with things. Otherwise, they wouldn't fight this so hard. But they are fighting it hard. They are. And their best play is to try and make this an ag bill and make it about protecting farmers and that another. So guess what we did, folks? I'm excited to tell you. So uh, Holly Jones, and I hope everybody calls Holly Jones and Bill Hardwick uh, who are on this committee. Okay, so Bill is the, the chairman of the committee, and Holly's the bill sponsor. She sponsored this. She's, you know, she's behind it. And uh, you know she's been kind enough to let me assist in this. But she's the reps. It doesn't happen without uh, without her backing this. Holly and Bill are two of the most courageous people I've ever ran across. The kind of abuse and crap that they've had to deal with for trying to push for a transparency bill is unbelievable, folks. You should see. You should see. I had a, a staffer uh, from one of the offices tell me that uh, that one of the one of the rhinos that didn't want to support this started screaming Holly down in a, in the hallway. She, she doesn't, you know, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, these guys would do anything to fight this. But what we've got to do, what we've got to do here is we've got to back them and we've got to thank them and we've got to appreciate them. You've got to send your love to them because they're fighting for you. So, so support Jones and support Hardwick. They deserve it. There's going to be some more guys. I want to get permission. Um, I want people to call and to thank these guys and there's some more guys that deserve a thank you in the, in the House and the Senate in Missouri. Uh, but I, I don't want to give names without their permission, because if you're fighting for us, you know, I don't want to make you a bigger target for these monsters that keep attacking uh, without permission. But I hope, I hope that thousands of people will call and thank Holly and Bill, because 
uh, I think we should show people that, yeah, we're going to go after you if you're a crook, but we also are going to thank you if you're doing right by us. And we're going to back you and we're going to support you. And I'm going to tell you that that is as important as anything else that we can do. So please, Holly Jones, Bill Hardwick, uh, send them thank you, send them love, send them support, whatever you can do for them. Make sure that they do it because, you know, they, they deal with a lot of abuse over this and they deserve some love. All right. So, but again, without being uh, getting distracted here, you know, Holly and Bill, uh, the response to this has been to try and focus on cows, but that's not the issue. That's not the issue. I don't care whether cows are mRNA vaccinated or not. Now, you know, the lobbyist for Missouri said they are. The Missouri Cattlemen Association, I mean, he openly says, yeah, I gave my cows that mRNA vaccine. I didn't even know what it was. I had to go look it up. So I looked up that mRNA vaccine. Then after I looked it up, I gave him some more. Okay. By the way, the response when someone asked the Missouri Cattlemen Association about that or the National Cattlemen's, they said he misspoke. Three times? How many times did he misspoke? Did he misspeak about the fact that he then had to look it up? He gave it to him, and then he had to look it up. How many misspokes did uh, times did he misspeak? I mean, hell, that's that's a rough thing. Anyways, folks, it doesn't matter. Uh, the bottom line is that that's very, very, very small in this. The fact that we can get our food from anywhere in the world, and we don't know what they're putting in it, and we don't know what's going in it. And the fact that they're fighting to make sure that they don't have to tell us what's in it is huge. So, yeah, Holly, God bless her, and uh, and crew, they all they got together. And said, "Well, listen, let's see if we can accomplish the same thing, and uh, make sure that we take care of the the issues that the that our fellow Republicans." Because I've told y'all, the Republicans said they'd negotiate in good faith, so they had a few issues. All right, so we all put our heads together, and they asked me for some input, which I was honored to give, and we kind of got this new language for the bill. Same thing, still page or two, and I'm waiting to get the final ver- see what the final version looks like right now. Uh, but in all honesty, folks, uh, we're going to accomplish the same thing, but we're giving, there's going to be an exemption for farmers in this because they said we don't want our farmers and ranchers getting sued, so they're, they're getting an exemption. And then someone else said, well, we got to have a penalty for this. Okay, so we got a penalty in it. And uh, really, we've addressed every issue that they've, they've claimed to have. So this new language should pass with flying colors. There's no reason to oppose it. You know, these guys have said that if we could take care of these issues, that they would support it. Okay, so we're going to take care of these, and then there's going to be a committee vote. And I'm going to be real interested to know. Are these Republicans, were they being truthful? Did they truly have some legitimate issues that they wanted to get taken care of because we took care of them? Or were they just lying and really bought off by the lobbyists? And we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, you know, they wanted tighter language. They wanted to do a little bit. Different. Okay, so we did it. We did it. And I'm very eager to see. Now, when this happens, I want everybody on the planet to get ready. We're going to be doing, we're going to be phoning, we're going to be emailing everything we can to tell these people, thank you. I know you'll vote the way that you said you'd vote with this new language, because this new language does exactly what you asked for it to do. And I'm going to show you guys that, because I had someone give me an email from one of these rhinos. Uh, You know, maybe he isn't a rhino. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this guy was not a rhino. I hope he's a good guy who legitimately was standing on on, uh, principle, because I'm going to send, I'm going to put his email out with this stuff. And show the new bill, and we'll see. These are his concerns. So he should be ready to go. 
um, we're going to put all this stuff out there. We're going to shine the light of truth on these guys. And if they do right, I'm going to ask every one of you to support them, back them, and tell them you love them. I'm glad that they were willing to stand on principle. And if I was wrong about any one of these guys, if they're not rhinos and they were standing on principle, I'm going to publicly apologize to any of them that I was wrong about. I got no problem with that. I make mistakes all the time, folks. If it turns out that they were lying, I'm going to do exactly the opposite. I'm going to tell you exactly who they are, and I can't wait to do so. Um, carrot and the stick, right? We the people. Isn't this a, a novel thing, folks? We're making these guys accountable to we the people. Can you imagine that? That's what we're trying to do. That's all we're doing is asking them to represent us. We're taking an active role in our democracy. You listen to the Tom Wren show, that's what you get. And that's why I ask you guys to follow me. Follow me on TomRens.com. Follow me on True Social at Tom Renz. Follow me on Twitter at RensTom. Help me get the message out. We're on Telegram. We're on Getter. We're on everything. Cloud Hub, you name it. But help us get the message. Subscribe to our Substack. It's free. If you pay for it, the money goes towards the fight. I, I use it for the fight, right? Uh, if, you, if you buy from our sponsors, that money goes to fighting this fight. I'm grateful for any help you guys can get, but please say prayers for us and help us get the word out. We'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix Rx took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix Rx nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Okay, welcome back, folks. So, you know, I said that I was going to talk about what to do about this, right? And I want to talk just briefly about what's going on with Trump and, uh, you know, his, his Mar-a-Lago, all these different things. 
And I'm actually quite happy to say that uh, the Trumpster is, I, I can't say he's listening to me because I have no idea if he even knows that I exist, but uh, he, he does seem to be listening. Uh, breaking, Trump fights back. Sue's ex-lawyer convicted liar Michael Cohen for $500 million. Well, uh, you know, that's an interesting thing. So, you know, this uh, this screwball, Alvin Bragg, who needs to be sued, and, you know, I'm hoping that he'll get sued, uh, is relying, at least in part, it appears, on, on stuff, you know, that came from or around or anything with this Michael Cohen. So this is actually a pretty good move on Trump's part, in my mind. And it's something that he needs to do more often. This is lawfare, folks. This is lawfare. They are trying to attack the Donald, and this is what we love the Donald for. The Donald is fighting back, uh, and that's what I would expect from him. I'd expect nothing less, and that makes me happy. Now, he needs to do broaden this. He needs to broaden this to, to fight back as many places as possible. Now, the question's going to be, uh, how far does he go? Who does he punch? Where does he punch? And, and you know, uh, what's he comfortable with? And, and honestly, so as an attorney and as a guy who, you know, I mean, I represent a lot of people who I, uh, I help with the whole concept of lawfare. You know, how do you, how do you fight? legally uh, in an environment like this? You know, what do you do? Legal, political, PR, they're all overlapping, all running together. What do you do with that? How do you manage that? And that's really a tricky thing. You know, when we look at the lawsuits themselves, you know, there's all the ethical and legal considerations that go into filing along with economic considerations. And, you know, your comfort zone, what you're going to do, well, that depends. It, for, it depends on the lawyer. You know, what's the lawyer going to argue? How are they going to argue it? Is it going to have an effect? But not only that, and the one thing that's really tricky is kind of taking a look at, you know, okay, so my, my lawyer is going to argue this case. And you talk to your lawyer and your lawyer has it, but, but most lawyers don't look beyond the narrow issues of the case. And a lot of lawyers are very well trained to keep the case as focused and as narrow as possible. You know, sometimes when you're a Donald Trump type figure and you've got to file these cases, you need broader uh, broader nets cast, as long as you can do so ethically and credibly, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, this is what the Democrats do all the time. They they harass the hell out of Trump and Flynn and all these guys. They use lawfare all the time. There, I mean, a week doesn't go by where Lindell and Flynn and Trump and all these guys aren't getting sued for something. That's what they do. They do, The Democrats do it to try and drain their resources and all sorts of things. If the Republicans... And I and let me let me rephrase that. I don't care about you know the Republicans include people like Mitch McConnell, who is uh, a leftist piece of garbage, rhino, trash monkey that I, I just don't want anything to do with. But but let's say this: if the Patriots want to have any chance, they've got to do the same thing. You got to play by the rules of the game, folks. You cannot go into a street fight and fight boxing rules, or you're going to get your rear end kicked. Uh, we are, we've been playing by uh, these rules that we think are there. We've been tying our hands together and we're losing and it's everything. It's everything. It's lawsuits, it's elections, it's, uh, passing bills. It's everything. The left doesn't hold back. Now we can't do some of the things they do. It's unethical to have Antifa come in and burn a city down. I mean, the left doesn't care about that, but you know, we can't do that. 
but we can certainly protest peacefully. We can certainly call people out. We can certainly blow up phones and, and, you know, send emails. And, you know, the difference is, is when we do it, we actually, you know, we actually really do vote instead of just uh, sending in fraud votes. Uh, whereas the left, I mean, you're allowed to, you're good luck getting these stinky flea infested hippies to do anything other than to collect fraud votes. So fighting back is really the key. And I'm glad to see that Donald did this. The Donald uh, that we know and love is a guy who does fight back. And this is what we need to see a lot more of. There's room to do this in about 50 different spots, right? Uh, Trump has a bunch of different cases. And I think before any other garbage suits get filed, I think he should be looking at lawsuits. He should be looking at these guys who are doing these investigations. He should be looking at a number of things. And I want to offer this. I think his lawyers should be looking at election interference cases. Um, you know, there's some federal law on this. Uh, does it work? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't done all the research on it, but I do think there's something to be looked at there. Uh, I think when we look at this, particularly in light of Watergate, we got to recognize you just, you, you can't use your political position in that way. You just can't do it, but it's happening all over the place. I mean, the DOJ is is front and center with this. You know, the DOJ's entire purpose has been politicized. They're using it to push political purposes rather than actually trying to investigate and uh, enforce the law. So, yeah, I think there's probably some issues there, right? you know, whether, whether there's injunctive relief available, whether there's any sort of, a, you know, Bivens-type claim where you could get money out of it. I don't know. But we've got to start looking at this. We're looking at this the wrong way. And what I'm not, what I'm doing is I'm urging that we we get these lawyers, uh, and we got to have funded lawyers, right? Trump can afford to fund lawyers. Uh, he's got people around him; they can afford to fund lawyers. I haven't billed a client for two years. I got one client that sends me a check every month. That is Make Americans Free Again. God bless them, Pam Popper's group. And by the way, if you want freedom in this country, you need to join and start groups. Make Americans Free Again. Great, great, great group. Health freedom. They don't get into anything. They're they're very focused, very organized group. One of the most disciplined, best groups out there. Please support Make Americans Free Again. Um, Sales pitch aside, and by the way, uh, I'm honored to work with them. I'm I'm absolutely honored to work with Pam. Is one of the one of the most disciplined, smartest business people I've ever ran across. Good lady. Uh, you know, just math is a great organization. And uh, so, you know, please do support them in any way that you can. Uh, actually, and you should, uh, speaking of math, and I don't want to get too far afield here, but math is fighting back. We've got math lawsuits all over the place. That's the purpose of math. Make Americans Free Again is exactly what I'm talking about here. And I didn't really think about this before the segment, but I probably should have drew some parallels because with Make Americans Free Again, we've been funding and supporting, and, and not just me, but a bunch of lawyers. We've got a bunch of lawyers fighting on health freedom issues all over the country. We've had some good victories, some good cases. Uh, you know, it's been a really remarkable organization that uh, has been built up over this COVID lockdown. But it's doing exactly what I'm talking about with Trump, which makes sense because I am, you know, I'm, I'm generally acting as their counsel. Uh, but that's what we do is we look for cases. We look for aggressive solutions that we can use in the law. We file them ethically and properly and then, uh, you know, see where it goes. But we want to pressure the other side. Of course we want to pressure. 
when they're breaking the law, the court is the proper place to determine that that's occurring and to request relief. So that's what we do. You know, nothing more, nothing less. Now, we can't change the law in the courts, and neither MAFA nor anybody else is trying to do that. I do that. I do that when I go and I push for things like Missouri House Bill 1169 for informed consent. But uh, the, the thing here is, is it's all about fighting back, all about fighting back. The Donald needs to be fighting back, and he needs to be taking an aggressive approach. He needs to be looking at this in terms of, okay, and here's what you do. You talk to your lawyers. Lawyers, hey, what, what, are, my, what are my available at causes of action? You talk it through, and there's ways that you can figure that out. And sometimes you really got to lead the lawyers by the nose because they're not used to that. You know, lawyers aren't typically used to that sort of a, a question. Uh, a lawyer's job is typically when a client comes to them, you know, they come with a complaint and they say, hey, uh, this, this is what happened. Can you fix it? I'm suggesting we look at it differently. I'm suggesting we know that there are issues here. We know that we need to be on the offensive. So let's let's look and see what issues are applicable under the law that we can actually take steps to, to rectify. Now, that may be distasteful to some lawyers. Some lawyers may say, oh, that just sounds terrible. And I get it. I do. But the rules of the game have changed. And if you're a lawyer who's in this field, who's in the freedom field, who's in the freedom fighting field, and whose clients are asking you to fight for freedom. And all you do is say, well, what do you want me to file? Well, you're not doing a very good job then because that's not what your clients are asking you. They're saying, hey, what can we do that, you know, to get freedom? You got to look at the law. You got to analyze, say, you know, well, they're breaking the law here and here and here. And maybe a case like this would help clarify that they can't break the law here. That's you got to be looking at that, right? That's a different approach to the law. You know, like I said, we, lawyers are trained. You come to me, hey, uh, this guy rear-ended my car. I need my medical bills paid because you know he hurt me and it's his fault. Okay, let me file the suit and you know give me a check. Okay, we everything's good. We got to change that perspective. Got to change it. Um, and the Democrats have mastered this. The left has mastered this. The right does not because the rights always, you know, we've uh, actually been manipulated, to be honest, folks. Uh, what's happened is, is we've heard about court reform and tort reform and all this reform and the lawyers are all evil and awful and this and that and the other. And we all bought into it. You know, that's part of the reason it's so hard to sue the hospitals right now because, oh, we love our doctors. We don't want those evil lawyers driving up costs. That's garbage. The lawyers, the cost of the uh, that the malpractice stuff, the impact. They've done studies. The impact of malpractice on on hospital costs is negligible. The costs are administrative. Uh, the amount of money that they're paying these executives, uh, the the mutual back scratching that occurs between the government, the insurance companies, and the hospitals. There's a lot of problems with healthcare. It's not the lawyers. But we on the conservative side have been convinced that it's all oh, these stinking tri trial lawyers. And it's because there are some rotten lawyers out there that have no ethics. There really are. There's a lot of them I don't like. And I say that as a lawyer. Um, that's not the problem, though. It's not the trial lawyers that are the issue. The issue that we have is that the, the lawyers are being misused, right? The lawyers are a tool. Now, now, admitted, they're a smart tool. So it's not like a gun. A gun's a tool, right? If a gun shoots someone, it's because some jerk pulled the trigger. 
lawyers like to pretend that they're like a gun, right? They, well, I'm just going after it. It's just my job. Well, that's not true. That's not true. You don't have to do that. You don't have to accept a client that you have a moral or ethical uh, objection to what they're doing. Uh, I don't. Now, granted, I'm in a unique situation. There's some lawyers that, you know, they got to pay their bills. And I don't fault anyone for that. I understand that. And if that's your profession, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's not for me. Um, I'm not a guy who could sue someone that, uh, on a case that I didn't believe in. I'm not a guy who could, uh, you know, defend a child molester in court. I just couldn't do it. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, everybody's got their own thing. But but the lawyers have gotten a bad rap because they're all thrown into this category of the ambulance-chasing monster it's not that. They're just not being used properly. And that's part of the reason is, is that we don't want, you know, you don't want to take good lawyers, fund them to do their job and to do these things. Now, I don't care about funding me. Okay. I, I need it. I hope you give to the th- my give, send, go. I hope you give to my Substack. And the more you do, the more I, I can hire people to fight this. But if I don't have money to hire lawyers, I'm going to tell you, there aren't many that don't work for pay. Good lawyers, bad lawyers, whatever. And there seems to be this kind of view that, well, if you're in the Patriot movement, you should do it for free. So there's a few of us that do. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I just had a conversation with Dr. Peter McCullough. McCullough and I probably have given away more time over the last few years than any people I could list. I mean, I just just give it away, right? Uh, you know, McCullough has, has for free, mind you, this is one of the top scientists on the planet the most published individual in his field on the, in the planet. He has acted as a free consultant, free on hundreds of cases. Peter McCullough, the smartest guy in his field, the top guy in his field, has acted as a free consultant. Can you, do you know how much money he would have made if he would have charged for each one of those cases? Um, you know, you, you, we can argue about what my time's worth. Uh, you know, lawyers, uh, lawyers, uh, a lot of lawyers starting out are around 300 an hour. Uh, if you get to where you're in demand, you're 500. Uh, if you're in high demand, maybe 700. And if you're high demand and in a place like New York or Washington, you know, well over a thousand an hour. I haven't built it for one hour of work in three two years. I said, I don't believe. So you can figure out how much I've given away because I work seven days a week. Uh, and a 12-hour day is a short day for me. Um, there's a few of us that do that. The problem is, is that there's not enough of us willing to do that to get by without fundraisers. So we got to fund these lawyers. But if we fund these lawyers and we get some of these good guys fighting and we use them properly, the conservative side's got to quit looking at the law as something that uh, is rotten and I just don't want to think about it. they got to start saying, you know what, the left's using this as a bludgeon. Why don't we do it back? That's the right way to do it. And that's what I'm urging Donald Trump to do. You know, you there are lawyers. You're Donald Trump. You can afford lawyers, right? You can afford a lawyer. Uh, you can hire these guys. Brilliant guys. Brilliant guys. You know, uh, these are expensive, difficult cases. So you're going to have to pay them. But you can do that. You can do that. And even if you can't find some sucker like me that does it for free, uh, you can still find them. And so, you know, what we got to do is we got to weaponize the law just like the left does. Nothing unethical. Nothing unethical. 
And I know there's a lot of conservative lawyers, judges that would say, oh, I don't know if I like that. Uh, but the law is already weaponized, folks. It's already weaponized. Us not doing it doesn't change that. Us saying we're above that doesn't change that. All us not doing it does is make it so that we keep getting kicked in the groin by the left while, while they go unanswered and for doing it. I mean, that is exactly what's happening. This is, this is using boxing rules in a street fight. Your opponent keeps kicking you in the groin. And you keep you keep uh, covering up top, covering up your face. You know, to, they're not kicking you in the face; they're kicking you in the balls. You got to fight, folks. You got to fight, and you got to fight hard. The freedom of our nation is at stake, right? We, let's take COVID. These shots are killing people. Do you think that people who would push for COVID vaccines in children are going to care about ethics? Of course they don't. So you got to fight as hard as they are, or you're going to get your butt kicked. These guys have no compunction, no morality, nothing. We've got to fight them, got to defeat them, and we do that. So I hope the Donald will uh, continue this and expand this and get just a massive offensive and then tie it in politically and legally because you can force the politicians to back you properly. You can kick some of these rhinos in the groin. There's a bunch of things you can do. I hope the Trumpster is listening. God bless him. Uh, I need you guys to back us here uh, at the Tom Renz Show. I need you to share this show. I need you to share everything on the America Out Loud Network. I was just on with uh, McCullough and uh, Malcolm the other day on the, on Pulse. Um, yeah, it was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. I hope you guys are uh, heard that one. This is a great network. We've got to support it. We've got to get the word out about this network. It's free speech. It's truth. We've got to get this stuff out there. Please support us. Please share. Please stick with us. We'll be right back. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Okay, welcome back, folks. Stack of stuff time. Always my favorite segment of the show. Uh, well, I don't know if it's always my favorite. I like some of the other stuff we do. I like getting into the weeds on some of this stuff, but I do enjoy the stack of stuff. Uh, it, it just gives me an opportunity to to hit. It's like uh, Rush used to talk about the media. You know, they just hit and run. They drop a bomb and then they run. Uh, well, that's kind of what I do here because turnabout's fair play, right? So uh, headline, headline from The Telegraph, which is a long ways from a right-wing rag. Uh, the, the UK Telegraph, which is definitely a leftist type of a rag. Headline, no evidence face masks protected vulnerable from COVID, health officials admit. Critics say authorities are failing to prepare for any future pandemics by not examining the effectiveness of masks. Well, the effectiveness is zero, as I've been talking about for three years now. And if you are, the public service announcement breaking, if you're still wearing a mask, you are an idiot. You were an idiot when you started wearing it. You're still an idiot. And you'll probably continue being an idiot because at this point, if you're still wearing a mask, you're probably beyond help. It's just that simple. It seems like that should be a commercial somewhere, folks. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, according to the article, uh, there is not enough evidence to suggest medical-grade face masks protect vulnerable people from COVID, health officials have admitted. They did a uh, nice review of all these studies and all these different things, uh, and they included the super safe N95 and KN95 and FFP2 coverings uh, to see whether or not they protected clinically vulnerable people. Quote, however, the report was unable to find a single piece of scientific research which had usable data. The review did not identify any studies for inclusion and so could provide no evidence to answer the research question. The author state, no studies matching inclusion criteria were found, so no evidence could be presented. The rapid review looked at 4,371 studies, specifically about COVID, but there were none that examined the effectiveness of N95 and equivalent face masks as wearer protection against COVID when used in the community uh, et cetera, et cetera. Folks, this was never following the science. It was always pushing the propaganda. You were idiots. I know a lot of good people that were brilliant, but they were idiots. If you were wearing a mask and it wasn't because you had no choice, you were an idiot. Let me tell you the total number of times that I wore a mask where I didn't absolutely have to. Ready? That's it. Zero. Uh, there's a reason for that. Now, I had to fly. So what I did was I went online and I searched for the, the most uh, breathable non-mask mask that I could find that would still pass. You had to use black cloth and use this nylon stuff so that it didn't get sooky and yucky gunky with that crap that you're breathing out all the time. Um, and uh, that was the best I could find. But, oh, yeah, you know, this was just an absolute joke. It was an absolute joke. And... Uh, yeah, there, there's just, there was never any evidence. You know, th this was all something. You know who did a great job on this? Steve Kirsch. 
Steve Kirsch did a great job. He had a really funny presentation. He'd carry around this big, like, World War II gas mask, said, hey, you want to protect yourself from COVID? Here's what you got to wear. And he'd donut, it, and it was really funny because, you know, Kirsch has a uh, – he just doesn't look like a guy who should be wearing that. I mean, no offense, Steve. Uh, I, I, lots of love for you and everything you do, but you don't look normal wearing a gas mask, uh, although I guess who who really would. Um but, you know, he did a great job and he talked about this extensively. Uh, so did I. Uh, we had all sorts of experts. We found some of the, you know, nobody wanted to talk to industrial hygienists who are people who actually understand how this works. Uh, you know, nobody wanted to talk to them, but they all said the same thing. There were a bunch of them out there. They're doing a great job. I've been talking about it. This was garbage. It was garbage from the beginning. Fauci was such a lying piece of trash on this, but he was a lying piece of trash on everything. Yet some of you are still taking his vaccines who think that it's safe and effective. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, the article, this article, which is actually shockingly good for the Telegraph. Um, so, you know, some vocal academics entrenched in scientific politicking have vociferously defended their own position for the last three years. Well, of course they did. I've never met an academic that wasn't arrogant on some level. They, they all are. They've all got big egos, right? They'll tell you, you know, hey, look at look at my degrees. And it's, you know, okay, whatever. Uh, but there's just nothing. There's just nothing. Uh, there, there's, there's no proof, no evidence, nothing, including your precious N95s. You know that in August, September of 2020, I filed a lawsuit that had in it a document that said masks are garbage and I laid it out and included N95s. You know who helped me with that document? Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She was right in 2020. She was right in 2021. She was right in 2020, 2022. And Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is still right. Uh, you know, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. They, they never had any benefit for people who were low risk. I mean, none whatsoever. But for high risk, there's, quote, in my view, there is no good evidence that N95 masks work any better than surgical masks, which also don't work. None. None of this works. It was all a lie. Do you feel stupid? I really hope someone listening to this is hearing this for the first time and says, man, I'm an idiot. Because I've been so annoyed by this. And, you know, normally I should—I don't feel this way. Normally I'm not an I told you so guy or anything like it. But masks were so stupid. It was stupid. Oh, look it. I've got a mask. There's big holes on the side and you can put your finger in there. But, boy, it'll be super safe. It'll keep all the germs out. You're an idiot. And then people were so damn righteous about it. Oh, I'm wearing a mask. Oh, look at me. You know, I'm double masked. Well, that means you're double dumb. That's how I felt then. That's how I feel now. I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm still actually pretty fussy about the whole mask thing because it was that dumb. It was just dumb. I don't know, folks. I'm, I'm on a tirade here. F very fussy about the mask thing. Uh, very, very, and uh, very excited to see that the truth is finally coming out on this. I don't know, uh, you know, naturally, I don't see this getting picked up everywhere, even though it should be front page everywhere. But, uh, you know, it's it's a it is a uh, great article, and uh, I urge everyone to take a peek because 
good luck finding it uh, after we talk about this. Uh, it'll probably disappear. So, um, in other news, in other news, and there is other news. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, what, what order did I want to do this? I think we're going to start here. So, uh, we talked a little bit in the past about Elisa Heinerschneid. Uh, that, that brilliant, brilliant person is the Harvard educated marketing director of, uh, of, you know, that, that fixed Bud Light by having a uh, girl with a penis, Dylan Muvani, uh, become the spokesperson. Now, Dylan Mulvani, and I posted some videos on this because it's absolutely absurd. Uh, does his cute little I'm an idiot video and talks about, how, uh, well, I think it's March Madness. It's, it's basketball, something. I don't know. He just sounds like an idiot. Uh, like the whole time, I the whole 40 seconds of that video, I just wanted to gouge my eyes out because it's that bad. I can't believe that. You know what I think it is? I, I gather he's popular on TikTok or something. You know what it is? It's because it's like people watching a train wreck. They can't look away. They're like, what the hell am I watching? This is a train wreck. And everybody's laughing at him, but no one has the courage to actually say, dude, we're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you because you are ridiculous. You are a joke of a human being. Anyways, well, uh, this uh, brilliant Harvard-educated Elisa Heinerscheid uh, was the marketing VP who decided that having a guy who doesn't really even know what March Madness is uh, and who is a guy that dresses like a girl, even though he's got a penis, uh, that, that that would be the kind of guy that people would want on their beer cans, right? That, that people drinking their beer, they want to tip back that beer and see uh, Dylan Mulvaney uh, dressed in his girl clothes uh I mean, he doesn't even know what he, he knows nothing about March Madness. He doesn't know anything about sport. He doesn't know anything about anything. All right, folks. Uh, one of my undergrads was in marketing. So I have a couple undergrads. And granted, it's not a it's not a master's from Harvard. Uh, but uh, but I'm going to offer you some marketing basics because I picked up a couple. And, you know, I have to do a little bit of marketing stuff. I've done a little consulting over the years. Uh, let me tell you one of the things that you do when you're marketing. You look at your markets. You look at who might buy your product. You look at the people who are buying your product, and you uh, you determine your messaging based on your goals. Uh, you know the goals that you want, which are typically you know increasing sales, right? So uh, when you look at how do we increase sales, you look at somebody and say, okay, well, who buys Bud Light now, and what markets can we tap into where we can expand? Well, if you look at who buys Bud Light. The guys who are, you know, you, well, for example, in this instance, we're looking at March Madness type things, you know, people like that. You know, guys who are really, it's primarily going to be guys. I don't have the marketing studies, but I can pretty much tell you the demographics. It's going to be males uh, who are interested in, in sports, who, uh, you know, are looking at, uh, what, looking at following, they're probably in the brackets and March Madness type people. Uh, your, your demographics are, are pretty clear, right? Um, th there's going to be women at, who support that and who get into that as well. Uh, let me tell you who's not buying, uh, who, who, who is not buying Bud Light. 
uh, I don't think that the uh, Flutterfly leftist uh, community that's going to support the, the transaction, they're drinking martinis or something else. Now, I don't have the market research to back that. Though, and understand something. Just in case you don't know this, folks, marketing, all about stereotypes, 100% about stereotypes. You look at things, well, what is this demographic going to like? Well, it's old white women. What do old white women like? And that's what, you, that's what you market. I mean, you can call it what you want. Marketing is not a politically correct field. Marketing is actually, you know, it's based on data and data doesn't lie. And no matter how much this lunatic idiot woman wanted uh, her her people to uh, wanted to expand Bud Light into the fluffy leftist fringe crowd, there was no way to do that, right? Because if you do that, what happens is is you you really make your your main market, your core demographics that are listening to you, they're they're going to say no, right? The 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 40-year-old guys that are very excited to get in the pools for March Madness, they're not going to jump on the Dylan Mulvaney bandwagon. I'm not going to tip back a can of beer with that ugly mug on it and be happy about it. I'm going to look at it. What the hell is it? Get that away from me. I don't want that. You got a can without that? This was the stupidest marketing decision I've ever heard. Well, she wanted to move away from Bud Light's, quote, fratty image. That's why she was doing it, because she's very politically correct and highbrow as a Harvard graduate, right? <laughs> so she's going to get away with it. Well, here's the real irony, folks. The, not the Bee has an article here with a whole bunch of pictures of this chick tipping back Rolling Rock beer, partying like it's co- you know, in college, uh, look, she, like she's drunk at sorority parties. I don't know. Maybe she's not. I don't, but all sorts of just party photos. She's embodying the frat image that, that you'd expect from Bud Light. So I don't know. You might want to check that out. That's funny. Uh, I got a boot out of it. And uh, shockingly enough, uh, as one might predict, headline, bar owners say customers have stopped ordering Bud Light after transgender ad campaign. No kidding. I posted on my Twitter at Rens Tom the the commercial, this Dylan Mulvaney commercial. It's an embarrassment to the humanity. That creature's an embarrassment to humanity. I don't even know what the hell Dylan Mulvaney. I wish him. I hope he's happy. I mean, he seems like a happy lunatic, but at best, this guy is a complete lunatic. I mean, just absolutely insane. If this person is really like uh, he acts on these videos, then he's totally insane and needs to be certified in some sort of an institution. Uh, if he's not, then he's fake and probably miserable. So yeah, either way, it's made my point. But yeah, nobody's buying this crap. Nobody's buying this crap, uh, which, I mean, who would have thunk that, right? Who would have thunk that, you know, beer, of all things, Bud Light. I mean, Bud Light, Sam. Okay. You want the one with Dylan Mulvaney on it? No. What the hell are you talking about? Dude, who's, who the hell's Dylan Mulvaney? Why well, is that dude that dresses like a woman? We should celebrate that, shouldn't we? What the hell are you talking about? That's not what men do. Okay? Normal men don't do that. 
wussy little frat boys that are trying to impress little leftist girls do that. That's where this comes from, folks. Little wussy frat boys who can't find a girlfriend, so they got to act like they're sensitive leftist flakes to impress the girls. Uh, So they try and act like this stuff's okay, and they end up losing their mind and becoming people like that trans serial killer shooter down in Nashville. It's just insane, folks. It is insane. Um, (sighs) Ready? Ready? Biden DOJ offers transgender activists who wrote F Catholics no jail time after vandalizing a church. I wonder if the FBI is investigating this person as a, as a domestic terrorist. And they're vandalizing a church. We just had the, the, the trans shooter that's attacked. We really need to check the. Does being trans mean being a domestic terrorist? Is the FBI looking into this? Because they, they're looking into Catholics, and I don't know of any Catholics going out and shooting everybody up. Uh, the trans activists keep doing it, but I don't see any Catholics doing it. So I assume that, you know, since they're already investigating Catholics, obviously the FBI would only act in good faith. They must also be investigating these trans people to see how many of them are domestic terrorists, right? Keep holding your breath, folks. Uh, you don't have to hold your breath if you've got a Genesis HOCL running in your house because it will kill the germs in there. That's what the product does. It atomizes a solution that kills the germs in the air. I love it. I use it. I, I've got one in my house. In fact, I've got it just over here off, off the side. It's in this office. Um, so we actually do move it sometimes. Like if the kids are sick out in the living room, something like that. But uh, great product. If you use the OutLoud code at checkout, you get a discount. Uh, it's a, it's a big discount. I think it's like 25% and you support our network. You got to buy from our sponsors here, folks. The OutLoud Network does a great job of bringing you free speech. Brilliant guys, McCullough, J.D. Rucker. But we can't do it without your support. Click on the batter ads, use OutLoud code at checkout, and listen to us every single day. We'll talk soon.